Every year, Brian Gutekinds makes a couple signings on the margins, those low-cost free agents that aren't going to move the needle, but could pay off in a major way. Think Devondre Campbell, or on the opposite side of the spectrum, Devin Funches. Who are the guys they could go after this year in free agency? But first, we have to figure out who they're going to keep, who's going to stay, and who's going to go. We dig into all of it on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. So I was looking at the free agent list because Pro Football Focus put out their top 100 players. And there were a couple names that jumped out to me as opportunities for the Packers to maybe make a uh, the kind of free agent move that they've made in the past. We know what Brian Gutekinds did that first, I guess the second offseason, because the first offseason we forget was the Jimmy Graham year. They didn't really do that. This thing that I'm thinking of as much. And then the second offseason was the big spending spree. They went all in with those moves. I know that we don't like to talk about it, but they allocated tens of millions of dollars and essentially said, this is going to be our team for the foreseeable future because they spent all of that money on Adrian Amos and Billy Turner and Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. And by the way, it worked out great. All of those guys turned out to be good players to varying degrees. Great players at least for a time. We don't think about Rick Wagner the same way, but he was a very important piece for the Packers because they had injuries that 2020 season. David Bakhtiari goes down. He's able to play right tackle. Billy Turner is able to play left tackle. Now, it didn't work out in the playoffs. I've I've railed about this a million times that I didn't like the way that that was handled ultimately, but that's because I would have rather gone down with the majority of my starters playing the premium positions. Elton Jenkins at left tackle, Billy Turner at right tackle. Than the way that they did it, which was move Billy Turner and play Rick Wagner at right tackle. He just wasn't equipped for that. Devin Funches, Christian Kirksey. These are the kinds of guys where you go, I can get excited about this because I know if they stay healthy, they can be real contributors. I think Devin Funches, had he stayed healthy, would have actually been a useful player for the Packers. Christian Kirksey couldn't stay healthy. Also, ends up not playing very well, but it's a, it's a gamble worth taking. Devondre Campbell is a perfect example of this. They go out in the summer and sign Devondre Campbell. He's starting by the end of the week. And he turned into an all-pro for them his last season, notwithstanding. And he was fine last year. He was a starting caliber linebacker. It wasn't like you're seeing that guy play and you go, well, I have to move on from that guy. No, no, he was fine. He just wasn't nearly as good as he was in 2021. We'll see if he finds his water level closer to 2021 or 2022. 2022, unfortunately, is closer to where he had been playing. 
But I don't think the guy that we saw in 2021 is just gone. He's not, he's not old. It's, it's, I, don't think th- I don't think that's going to be the case. The thing about what they've been able to do is Dennis Kelly, another example. You bring in someone like that. In a lot of ways, Mercedes Lewis is that kind of guy. No, he's not going to come in and catch 60 passes for you, but he's going to come in and do so much for your team. He turned into an incredible value signing for the Green Bay Packers. So there are some names on this PFF top 100 list that I want to talk about that could be those kinds of names. But in order to do that, we need to figure out who's staying and who's going because the Packers do not have a lot of money. Um, they're, They're going to be... Depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers, and this is not going to be an Aaron Rodgers show, um, somewhere in that 16 to 25 million over the cap, they can handle that no problem with the contracts that they have, even create some space, not only to sign their draft class, which they have to do, but they don't have to do that until April. Um, they just have to be at the line come come the, the new league year. And so... There are only two <laughs> there are only two Packers on this list. Adrian Amos and Alan Lazard. And I want to start with those guys because they're going to be the guys who I think have the most impact on the way that this team looks in 2023. PFF suggests Alan Lazard is going to outpace the Marquez Valdez Scantling contract and get $11 million a year. Spot track. Their estimated market value for Alan Lazard is 13 million APY. Now, I talked to a league source the other day that clued me in that the the Bears last offseason were very into Alan Lazard. That was a very poorly kept secret. Um, And after the Chase Claypool trade, they're, they're not as in on Alan Lazard, but there are plenty of teams who could use a big bodied receiver who can block and is going to be a great locker room guy for you. Maybe a team like the New York Jets or a team like the Carolina Panthers. There are going to be a lot of teams that are interested in Alan Lazard, even if there aren't that many teams that it seems like are going to have $13 million to throw around. It didn't seem like the Chiefs had $10 million to throw around, but you can get creative with the salaries, the guaranteed money, all of that stuff to make this work in the cap. If you sign longer term deals, sign a three-year deal, You have a little bit more flexibility, a four-year deal, a little bit more flexibility to get creative with the way that the cap hits work early on, understanding that this is probably a four-year deal that's really a two-year deal. All that said, I don't think Alan Lazard is coming back. He is, I I hope he gets paid. I hope he gets his money and I hope he goes somewhere, honestly, where he he can do more receiver stuff in addition to all of the other cool things he does for your team. Adrian Amos is on this list and PFF suggests that he is going to get in that five and a half million dollar range per year. Well, that's that is perfect because if that's his market, I would think just staying Green Bay because the Packers can pay him that without increasing his cap hit because the way that his contract works, he's got the void years and, and all the other stuff. That he's going to be on the cap. They can sign him to a deal that does not change his cap number for five and a half million. So if that's the deal, bring him back. There are other players on this list 
that I want to talk about, but we have to figure out who's staying and who's going for the Packers. Now, Yachnaman is a restricted free agent. I see no reason to believe that he will not be back. They're going to give him, um, you know, they can give him the second round tender. I assume they're going to do that. Now, that's going to, that's going to be $4 million. But I assume that that's going to happen. Jerron Reed is one of these guys. I, I guess I don't know why you wouldn't bring him back. He's not that old. Um, he, his, his, the best games for this defense were the games where he played well. But I think you bring him back with the understanding that this is Devontae Wyatt's spot. And you're going to be a rotation guy. So come in and, and be a pass rusher, be disruptive, and you're going to play 15, 20 snaps. So gear up for those. They just don't have enough bodies right now. And there are some guys in the draft. We're going to talk about guys like Mozzie Smith and, and some of these other players um, in the top 100 who are going to go interior defensive linemen who I think the Packers could have some interest in. You need you need veterans here, too. There's just a different level of grown man strength and understanding of blocking schemes. Devontae Wyatt talked about it. There's so many more formations. There's so many ways that the offenses play tricks on the defensive front to try and get them to think that they're going to line up one way or they're in one personnel or they're going to do this and then they shift into this. And all of a sudden you got to be making on the fly decisions and your head is spinning. So I think keeping Devontae Wyatt makes a lot of sense. Big Bob Tunyon. I just don't think at this point you're getting enough. And he's going to take snaps away from whoever you bring in. I think, you know, Josiah DeGuara earned more snaps. I'd rather just play more. I guess we're going to call it 21 because he's playing essentially fullback. And have two running backs be on the field. Or maybe you go to sort of like a modify 11 personnel where he's playing in the H back and you've got three wide receivers on the field and Josiah DeGuar is in the backfield or he's motioning out to the F or whatever it is playing the sniffer, which is just the best name. I just don't see the value at this point, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the team. If this is Jordan Love, there's like a 2% chance Big Bob Tunyon is back. And regardless, like I think you need to clear the decks for whatever young player you, you want to bring in. And you have to bring in a young player at this position. You have to use a top 100 pick on a tight end. You need an influx of talent. Dean Lowry, we've talked about it a million times. He's going to go. Now, Rudy Ford is an interesting one. Special teams ace. You, you bring him back. I don't think he's going to have a huge market. I don't think he's going to be hugely expensive. He is a core special teamer at worst and a third safety. And that's fine. That's totally fine. One that I, that I didn't really think about until I sat down and looked at this list, Justin Hollins, he he did some nice things for the Packers. And I think on a, a team where now you have the whole offseason, you can get him in there. Rashawn Gary is going to be hurt. You can use a top 100 pick on an edge rusher if you want to, or you don't have to because Justin Hollins, Kingsley and Igbari, you've got some nice pieces to play with there. So I think you bring him back. Keyshawn Nixon, no brainer. He's got to be back. Tyler Davis is sort of the same thing with Big Bob Tunyon. Now, he's not going to cost much. But I just like, I don't care. He's, he is the definition of a replacement level player. The definition 
of a replacement level player. And so I don't know why you, why, I don't know why you bother. Now I've never been a Tyler Davis guy. The Packers have been, you know, much more into him than I have. So maybe he's back. Um, Chris Barnes is another one. They have Isaiah McDuffie behind their two guys. They signed Eric Wilson to play special teams. Maybe on your practice squad. Like, I think that makes sense. I would keep Eric Wilson if I could. Beyond that, you know, I don't I don't really know what you're going to do here. So none of the other guys move the needle for me. There, there are some other guys we could talk about. Corey Ballantyne, like, oh, no, do you really care about that? Jake Hansen, I, I, he's an exclusive rights free agent. So you just do it because he's he's familiar with the system. But like, who cares? Dallin Leavitt, free agent, special teams guy, like he'll be back. And then, you know, Mason Crosby, we'll see. It seems like Mason Crosby is going to be back if he wants to play. Um, Brian Gutekunst, you know, not not all the way in, full-throated. I think Mercedes Lewis, he said he's playing for, he said he's playing for Matt LaFleur, not Aaron Rodgers. So I think if he wants to be back, it'll be because he wants to play for Matt LaFleur another year, not Aaron Rodgers. If Randall Cobb is, if Randall Cobb is only back if Aaron Rodgers is back. And I don't think that really impacts much because he's going to come back for the veteran minimum. So let's talk about some of the players that the Packers could go to on their low money kind of deal that could be upside. Let's talk about those guys. We'll do it in a second. Before we get there, today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. You're never going to find someone who is you, but you have to find someone that you can delegate responsibility to, that you can trust to do what you're asking them to do. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires and candidates because... They make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications. So go to LinkedIn Jobs and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Now, one of the names on this list that I want to talk about before we get to some of the bargain guys, I've mentioned this before, but I thought it was interesting. He, I think he was higher on this list than I thought he would be. Jordan Poyer is a Buffalo Bill. I wonder if there's going to be a sort of a soft reset in Buffalo if these these failures in the playoffs are going to cause them to reevaluate some things, try and maybe go a little bit younger. I, I don't know. Um. But Jordan Poyer is an unrestricted free agent. The projection for PFF is an $8.5 million APY figure. Now, he's 31. I think that if you're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back, this is the kind of guy you want. I think you have to skew younger if Jordan Love is your quarterback. You can still go get some of these guys, but I think Jordan Poyer is... For now, that's for right now. Today, we're going to go for it and try and win. I don't think that's the move if Jordan Love is your quarterback because I, I think you're overextending your resources in that case, and it just doesn't it doesn't quite make sense the same kind of way. But he is a guy that 
I have a lot of respect for that I think is is still a really, really good player, probably a, an underrated player. And so I just think that that is a guy worth pursuing um, if the cost is kind of what we what we think it's going to be. We don't know, but, you know, he he has got that attitude that you really want on this defense. And that is the kind of thing that they need. They need an influx of that. Now, maybe they could get a cheaper version of it, a younger version of it with someone like Von Bell. I think the Bengals would be smart to keep Von Bell. But I think he could come in and be really productive for the Packers, be really versatile. Um, he's a good run defender um, for a safety. And so I, I really like what he could bring. He's not a he's not a great cover player, but that's not really what the Packers need. I'd be interested to know what, what Jimmy Ward's price is going to be. See, safety, this is something that um, the Packers clearly need. Six and a half million, 6.75 million per year was the estimation for Jimmy Ward. If you're going to pay five and a half for Adrian Amos, like probably rather have Jimmy Ward. But does he want to come play in Green Bay? Does he want to leave San Francisco? I would think San Francisco tries to, to keep him. These are our higher level um, guys. We'll, we'll see if, if they could come in at a number that makes sense. Um, a, a name that I think is a little under the radar. And I thought it was interesting. Pro Football Focus put him at five and a half million dollars. It is the Houston Texans pass rusher Ogo Okoronkwo, and he is a player that I have really liked since the draft. Um, he had a really good pressure numbers and pass rush win rate numbers last year, but he played on the Texans, and so I wonder if he would just relish the opportunity to come in and be. He could start right away for the Packers. Five and a half million per year. If that's all it's going to take for that guy, like that's a no brainer. I would I would pay a little more because he's still a young player as well. I I like that a lot. I don't know why Houston would let him go. They have the money to pay him. You bring in D'Amico Ryan's precisely so that you can you can maximize guys like that. So we'll see if it's if he's actually going to get that number. I, I really like the player there and the opportunity that, that he would have in Green Bay. If not, why not a, a player like Melvin Ingram? Especially if Aaron Rodgers is back because he can try and win a title. PFF is projecting a one-year, $4 million deal. This is this is the sweet spot of the kind of player we're talking about. And there's two back-to-back on their list, Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston. The Packers could have signed Justin Houston. The Packers could have signed Melvin Ingram. They They maybe should have. Because if they're going to play these 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 base fronts with, I guess not base. I, I I don't mean to be confusing with my language. But if their if their standard front is going to be these two high safety looks in nickel, then you need guys you can get home in four, four man rushes. So you need some dudes. You need to be able to rotate. And all too often, when Rashawn Gary wasn't out there kicking ass, they weren't getting enough from their edge players whether it was Preston Smith, whether it was like Jonathan Garvin, you just need to upgrade that spot. So again, these are guys that I think are are really more in that Aaron Rodgers. If he's the quarterback, you make a signing like this because they're definitely on the, they're, this is the, they're the Whitney merciless move, the in-season move, the snacks Harrison move, the let's sign this guy for one year to try and go win a chip move. 
I think I think those kinds of players could be really good for the Packers, especially if that's what it's going to cost. Um, another safety I want to mention, because I, I was just sort of like always going, whenever I would watch the Cowboys, I'm going, who is this guy? He's flying around, single digit number, and he just, he would bring some speed and some attitude. Donovan Wilson, the PFF guys project him to make $5.75 million per year. If he's not going to stay in Dallas, I, he would be a great fit in Green Bay, whether he's going to play deep safety, whether he's going to play in the box, nickel safety, big nickel, whatever it is. I think that makes a lot of sense if you're the Packers. I don't like, and I want to I want to preface all of this, I don't like the tight ends because a lot of these tight ends are named tight ends, so teams are going to overpay. Hayden Hurst, I don't think he's changing your life. PFF projects he's going to make $9.5 million. Austin Hooper, I don't think he's changing your life, projected at $8.5 million. Those are just not the kind of guys where you can make those moves. The name, the reason like I, I really got excited about doing this show was the name Paris Campbell. Because when I first looked at the, the free agents this year, I saw that Track had him projected at a, basically a vet minimum deal. I mean, a little over, like one year three. And I've been a Paris Campbell guy for a long time, going back to the draft. When he and Curtis Samuel went, or he and Terry McLaurin were in that same draft class, I'm going, well, Ohio State, Urban Meyer thought that the guy that should get 100 catches was Paris Campbell, not Terry McLaurin. And, you know, that turned out to be just be a function of the offense. Paris Campbell hasn't been healthy, but last year, 60 plus catches finally showed up, finally played games. I think he played almost as many games just last year as he did the three years combined before that, I believe. But I think teams are going to look at that and say, well, we liked him pre-draft. He ran 4-3 at 200 plus pounds. And so let's go take a shot on that guy. I think in in a Shanahan kind of system where you can put him in the backfield, jet sweeps, crossers, deep overs. They have him three years, 23, so 7.75 million now on a multi-year contract. Maybe the Packers can make that work. Maybe it's 3 million on the cap in year one. And in, in and you can make it one of those like really small deals, but he's getting more. And year two, that number goes up and then year three, it balloons. And we know everyone knows he's not playing on that on that contract. He's exactly the... Let's bank on the talent, but it's cheap. And those are the kinds of players that I, I think he fits either timeline. Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Paris Campbell is the one-year flyer guy. Like maybe ultimately that's what he gets is a one-year prove-it deal. Come in, one-year, seven million. Come play for the Packers, rehab your, your value, and then sign a long-term deal. And maybe it's in Green Bay. If he can stay healthy, There is so much talent. Physically, he is so gifted before and after the catch. This is is the guy that if I'm in that front office, I'm pounding the table for. Not because he's a great player, but because I think the value is there in terms of money, what he's going to cost, and in terms of what the upside is, in terms of what he could be if you get the best case scenario out of him. Like, are you going to get that? We'll see. We'll see. But he he was one of the guys that I really had my eye on. There's some guys further down the list, some of the, the defensive linemen, like if you're not going to bring back um, Jerron Reed, what about someone like Ashawn Robinson? What about someone um, like Morgan Fox? What about someone like, I, Puna Ford's probably going to be too expensive. 
I think there are some opportunities there. And then, you know, like, is is the is the Raiders tight end that you really want actually Foster Moreau? Like, he didn't he didn't do that much. Uh, but I think he he's a good enough blocker that you can just say, okay, young player, um, athletic player, can do enough in space that we can scheme this guy open. I'd rather have Foster Moreau than Big Bob Tunyon if the price is relatively similar. Now, PFF is projecting something like a $9 million per year contract. That's not in the cards, number one. That's not in the cards, number two. I just think that that's happening. I just don't think that's happening. So there are some some safeties at the, the high end and the middle end that I think are useful. Some defensive linemen. It's not a great offensive line like, hey, like, let's just bring in this guy for $3 million. I think what will happen is there'll be some cuts. But I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Packers are, if, if Aaron Rodgers is not in town, are not going to be the same sort of desirable situation that they have been in years past. So I'm fascinated to see how that plays itself out in this free agent market but there will be opportunities for the Packers to get cheap players who outpace those contracts in a significant way today's episode brought to you by our friends at TurboTax I use TurboTax for a long time and I I use a ton of Intuit products all across I have a I have my own business and so I'm constantly using these products to make sure that I'm staying on the right side of all the tax laws because there's one thing I know you do not want to mess with the tax man, TurboTax has experts who can help you relieve the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax full service products only. Video meetings while experts does. Your taxes is required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Our last game-to-game episode coming up. Uh, in in a little over a week. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, back next week. We'll be at the Super Bowl. Not the Monday show, but the Tuesday show. I'm traveling on Monday, so I'll get I'll get in on Monday. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. I already have some really cool opportunities here lined up. Um, current players, future players, um, and, and some good stuff coming here. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. Stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>